Yo, what up? This is the Free Game Producer Podcast. My name is Brian Andre, and I got the multi-platinum super producer, Will Power, in the building. What up, homeboy? What it do? What it do? I see you fresh back from L.A. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> feeling good, feeling great. Yeah, man. Long back day. up in, in the uh, headquarters here. Yeah, man. We back. <laughs> That's what's up, Long man. Long week, man. Yeah, man. man. Getting some of them sun rays out of L.A. Yeah. Man, yeah, man. Dope, man. Got a lot done. That's what's up. Um, Talk the, to us. Yeah, we took Sky Morales out there, man, and worked a little bit. Okay. Um, my main purpose of going was uh, Travis Barker. You know, we was working okay. together. He's got an album that he's working on now. That's okay. Come on. I don't know if you remember the uh, Get the Drummer Song album a few years that ago. That was an amazing album. Yeah, she was jamming. Back, uh, back in, like, I think 2010, I believe. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I think this might be, like, I don't know what he's going to title it, but okay. he's doing another album similar to that where he's basically... Uh, just putting some really dope yeah. shit together. So yeah. went out to produce with him on that man, and um, wanted to get Sky kind of you know warmed up in the game, man, and taking her in certain circles and just uh-huh. you know uh, putting her in the studio with some prominent writers. Okay. And we got some cool shit going on, man. So that's what's I'm up, stoked, bro. Yeah. But, yeah, that get a drummer some. I actually that was one of the best albums of that year, in my opinion, when it came out. Yeah. And I actually he went on tour with Lil Wayne. Uh, yeah, I remember that. that. I went to that. Uh, they, they did a show in Buffalo, New York, and I was living up there at the time. Yeah. And I went to that show, man. He yeah. opened up, man. So that was a dope album, man. Yeah. So it's dope to shoot that he kind of going back there, man. So I'm looking forward to hearing what y'all got cooking on there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's dope, man. Um, a lot of exciting features on there too, man. I ain't gonna give up the juice, man. Okay. But yeah. I, I'll just say, man, you know, a lot of people really fuck with Travis, man. And yeah. he, he's one of those people, man, his face card and uh-huh. his ability to do great things, man, is just uh, unmatched, man. You know, super humble, man, but, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's un- he's got a, he's very, very well off, but it's unassuming. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. a really dope situation, man. Good dude, man. That's what's up, man. We're, we're good to see that, man. Um, you know, we got a dope ass interview we dropping today yeah with a symbolic one yeah man you know what i'm saying uh, yeah amazing uh interview yeah i was hoping to catch up with s1 when i was out in uh, la man okay uh, it just so happened we went out uh during the ASCAP expo mm-hmm. and also coachella, coachella was going yeah. on out there. so a lot of lot was going on in la man uh, yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of good energy out there this week man but Definitely. yeah no doubt man we got an excellent interview man and uh uh-huh. you know it's, it's really dope to talk to somebody man with such uh, impact in the game, man, and a great outlook mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, man. A lot been going on. You know, we uh had two weeks since the last episode, man. A lot of music came out, man. Um, yeah. Chainsmokers had a number one album about a week ago. Yeah. That was dope. Uh, you know, Drake More Life is still doing big numbers as well, man. Right. Um, Khalid was still doing numbers on the charts, man. A lot of stuff was going on. Uh, T Grizzly out of Detroit dropped his dope album. Mac Wilds dropped the album. Yeah. Ludacris dropped his single, man. All that's going on. But then Kendrick yeah. came last Friday. Kendrick came last you know Friday, man. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, I don't know how uh, Hits Daily Double and some of the other um, prognosticators predict album sales. But even right. before it came out, usually they predict album sales based off the first day or two mm. because it gives a, a good uh, yeah, yeah, it gives b- but they were they were like predicting it was going to do 400 to 500,000 before it even came out and now that the first few days have came out Kendrick this album might be the highest selling album of the year ahead of Drake's as far as one week goes mm. 
you know Drake did uh, I think 505 sales plus streaming Kendrick is projected to do around that maybe even more yeah you know man, and, and, and man like you know we had a chance to be out in LA during the process but during the rollout of this thing man mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I, I can honestly say, man, you know, they kind of went old school, man, with the rollout. They gave us all heads up before it was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a little videos, bit of heads up, yeah. These, yeah, I mean, you to be humble. compared to these yeah. days, you know how it is, right. man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, man, on top of that, you know what I'm saying, he headlined Coachella. So it was kind of yeah. like right on time, you know what I'm saying? Like the album drops on Friday, man, he's headlining Sunday night. So yeah. it's like, yo. Mm-hmm. Videos everywhere from performing videos at Coachella. Videos everywhere. I mean, of course, you know. Uh, being in, in LA, I'm sure it was a little different than anywhere else. But man, I'm talking, uh, you know, advertisements everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You just see you see a lot of good movement, man. And, yeah, man, it's exciting, man. I I listened to some of it. I haven't gotten all the way into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my my synopsis isn't out yet. I'm still sitting with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it is jamming, man. It's jamming. It has some really great moments, man. One of my favorite records is the one with Rihanna. That's pretty jamming. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't get, like I said, I hadn't gotten all the way into it, so I can't really say what I think is it, it, you know, my favorite yet. Yeah. Uh, on the movie so I like it. I like it, man. It, it's it's going to do um, over 300 million streams in a week. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, which is a whole lot of streams, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um,. I liked it too, man. Um, I didn't like it as much as his other albums. Um, just me, but I love. Um, it started out. Mike Will made it. Did a, did a joint called DNA, which I think is the first song on the album. Pretty hard. Then he got a song called Element. You know, with, produced by like Soundwave and, and a few other people. Soundwave, um, uh, Tay Beast, and a couple other guys, man. But those are my two favorite songs. Yeah. DNA and Element, man. Yeah, you yeah. know. But to me though, it's all it's cool. I mean, it's just I don't know. I like Good Kid, Mad City, Section 80, and To Pimp a Butterfly better. Yeah, it kind of feels like this is the project where he kind of took mainstream culture and kind of mixed it in. Yeah, I thought he was trying to do too much. He was trying to do a little mainstream, a yeah. little regular Kendrick, a right, little. Right. It was kind of like all over. I mean, but for, as far as MC is concerned, though, like he did his thing all over the project. Like he really, he raps really well, man. The songs that were put together yeah. really well. It's just a, it was dope to see, man. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, I I, w- I wish I would have got involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I got the business from one of his uh, uh, one of the people that, that uh, manage uh, a big management firm out there. Okay, which is kind of like you know, um, I got he gave me the business by not being on on my shit because I had an opportunity to actually be able to work on this project and I let it get past me, but. Uh, no worries, man. Next yeah. time. Well, good. I'm glad he got on you. Know, got about on that ass, one, you know what I'm saying? It's almost embarrassing, man. It's good homie of mine, though, so. But it's crazy, though, because, like, you know, I thought it was good, but not as good as the other ones. But if I'm looking at the uh, reviews, man, he's the reviews are, like, off the charts. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, honestly, like, just for... It's getting reviewed great. Yeah, as far as what I'm seeing and hearing people talk about, like, obviously, it's a dope album. Um, but then again, you know how this goes. I'm trying to, I try not to get too caught up in the hype because... The hype machine is is built for this. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the whole point. The whole point is to get get the timelines roaring, to get all the extra energy out there on it. So you know when people are talking about it, it's just it's kind of like something just being on the tip of your tongue, but you didn't really get a chance to digest it. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's like I got a little taste of it, but I haven't really gone into it to say 
you know, I, what what I can to be able to tell people it, what I enjoyed or what I disliked about it, like we normally do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. But it's exciting, man. It's exciting for hip hop. It's always good to see yeah dope music come out, man. Dope rappers and dope artists dropping shit, man. I got put up on this um new project, man. Cause I was gonna bring it up. But from LA, I think they are, man. I, okay. I don't know, man. The, the all right, just move on to something else. I'll come back to it. Let me uh, mm-hmm. let me look it up real quick, and I'll be able to tell you. Cool. Something else I saw, man, that was kind of interesting, man. You know, we've, we've been following um, Prince and his estate since mm-hmm. since last year, you know, and then uh, I don't know if it was a few months ago. When was this? Earlier in the year, though, they announced Universal Music Group had like purchased the rights from uh for prince's catalog and for his future recordings right that he that he has in, in the vault but now they they kind of like um going back on that because they realizing that it's not worth as much as they thought it was yeah so it's rumors that they're going to like ask for their money back from the estate you know what i'm saying no way yeah straight up it's, it's, it was big news i think wall street journal did an article on it variety and then even prince's um estate declined comment on it wow know? Yeah, and uh, we were talking about, I don't know if we put it out, we are talking about um, uh, Troy Carter uh, over there for, at Spotify. He was in on this deal as well. I didn't even know he was, he was in on it. But um, yeah. Comerica Bank, a bank out of, out of Michigan, was in on it as well. And uh, basically, they think that it may have been a misrepresentation of what the uh, catalog was, right. worth. And they're trying to say that like uh, because uh, the state, they didn't take advantage of Prince's music before, so it has somehow lost its value. Uh, so it's, it's really, really weird, man. Um, and I know that we've been keeping a, keeping an eye on I, that. That's man. strange to me because you know, in those types of acquisitions and things like that, man, you would think that the purchaser would have way due more diligence. information, yeah. due diligence, right? It's kind of like what, like. I mean, as honest, almost like if you got got that, that's all you. <laughs> but to me, though, it seems like thirty million is kind of light, though. To me, that's it. That seems pretty light. light, but it ain't light. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I take thirty million. I'm just saying, man, for Prince, though, you know, when, when maybe t- there's like maybe certain records weren't in the catalog that they thought would be in it. Yeah, that's the little, that's the tricky part, right? Because like, first it was, it was for like records from 1996 on. Then it was some kind of clause where they would include the the old stuff from Warner Brothers that he did, you know, when he first from from like '79 to '96. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of tricky. And if you read the different articles, man, the Wall Street Journal had the original article that they first broke the news. It gets a little tricky, you know. You, you probably need a, an attorney to sit there and, right, and right, cipher right, with right. you. But they're saying that that deal may come off the table, you know. And it's just kind of weird because we're still trying to figure out where to get Prince's music at. I know I subscribe to Title. And I can listen to pretty much anything Prince has made on Title, but as far as his albums being on iTunes and other streaming services, this deal with Universal was gonna open that up. Yeah, you know. But now it's kind of like uh, it's in jeopardy. It says Universal is concerned it didn't get as much as it thought from thirty million dollars from the late artist estate may ask for its money back. And I'm reading um, from the Wall Street Journal Business. It says winner of rights to Prince's music fears it was shortchanged. So. Wow. And again, thirty million though, that seemed like chump change to uh to uh you know, Universal. But I don't know. Who knows? 
but that's just something to keep to keep an eye on man right i wanted to kind of mention because we've been following you know the whole prince story right. since prince passed and it's still unresolved yeah it's still unresolved right exactly and he's one of the, the greatest entertainers of, of, of the history you know especially at least of, of our generation yeah, so man, for sure you know keep an eye on that man and pretty much man that's uh what i got for the most part man coachella went down yeah uh, a lot of good um, performances, you know. They even had Trap in there. They even had Gucci up there, you know. Oh what I'm man, saying? yeah, bro. I mean, like Killing. a lot of people were there, man. Playboy Cardi, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Uzi, mm-hmm. Uzi, yeah. Migos, their Migos. yeah, dog. Like it, I mean, but Future brought out Drake. Drake made an appearance there. Nice, yeah. You know, so yeah, man. I Let's never uh, been to Coachella. You know what I'm yeah, well, it's interesting, man. I have every time I've ever gone, it was just like an amazing thing. Yeah. What I really liked about it, man, which is on some nerd shit, is mm-hmm. they got this big ass field, man. And honestly, bro, there's like stages all over the field. That's crazy. And I kid you not, there are no walls. I but man, once you cross a certain place, uh-huh. you can't hear the other sounds. That's weird. <laughs> very strange. That's very weird. Strange very dope though I, I wonder if that's uh, well if obviously it's intentional but I wonder what's the uh, method behind it like how do they achieve that yeah I mean it's you know? some type of yeah it's some, like I said it's nerd shit man cause literally bro like I could be standing over here watching the Kendrick concert and watching DJ Marshmallow but you can't hear Marshmallow and you can't hear Marshmallow or you can't or vice versa you know what I'm saying that's weird. Until you walk a certain amount of feet or paces or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure they got that measured out, engineered, yeah, scientifically. Yeah, and they probably got the speakers placed properly. Everything yeah. is just it's incredible. That's some nerd, it's some nerd it's stuff some nerd right shit, there. Man. I mean, now it's huge too now, so it's not like it's just, right. not like they that close to each other, but it's close right. enough to be like, I don't hear this shit. Like, that's incredible. So you would think there would be a lot of bleed. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, they got one, one more realistic one is Bonnaroo for me. Bonnaroo's not that far from here, so. Yeah. Think about trying to, because I've never been in any of these festivals. I could have went, man. Travis actually played at Coachella on Sunday. Okay. With Martin, Marshmallow, in fact. Okay. So, um, but man, we, you know, we, man, once I got there, we did what we had to do, man. Yeah. By Sunday night, man, I was thinking about getting back home and getting back to work and shit. So, yeah. So yeah, man. All right. So let's do this. Uh, let's S1 do this one interview. Yeah. This. Yeah. Let's do this S one interview, man. This is an awesome interview. Yeah. Um, the inside of this guy, man, is really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and a quick beat break. Yeah. And then we're going to kill it. All right. Holla. Get too low down 
Welcome back to the Free Game Producer Podcast. We got a very, very special interview coming up right now. Somebody we've been wanting to have on the show for quite some time. I'm a big fan. I know Will Power is a huge fan. Yes, sir. Uh, this guy's produced for, you know, some of the biggest artists from Beyonce to Kanye West to Eminem yeah. uh, to, to, to Game. Lecrae. Lecrae. Yeah. And, and that's something else, you know. <laughs> and doing research, I found out that he produced from, for artists before Kanye that I was a fan of, like Braille, Strange Fruit. And wow. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, you know, so it's a blessing to have S1 on the podcast. How you doing, sir? Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Good, man. We're doing pretty good, yes, pretty sir. good. So you grew up in Texas, am I correct? Or Yeah, I grew up in Texas. I grew up in Waco, Texas. It's a small city about about 70, 75 miles south of Dallas. Right. Well, Waco got a, got a little, they had a bad rep back in uh, the 90s. Yeah, man. they did. <laughs> yeah. For, for, yeah. The, for the, uh, the David Caress stuff. But, uh, right. I, I definitely wasn't a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good. What were your musical influences uh, growing up in Texas? Uh, let's see. Well, well, growing up, like, I, I really listened to a lot of things. I, I would say mostly it was, it was old stuff, and that's just from my parents. Like, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Marvin Gaye, and, and uh, Zap, and... Mm. Roger Troutman and just and just old a lot of seventies stuff because like I said that's what my my parents was buying they was buying those those records and they would play that so I would say that was my initial uh, influence as far as music. Dope. So were you ever an artist? Do you uh did you ever like uh, rap or sing or anything? like yeah, that? Yeah. So I would so uh, so I actually started rapping before I started producing. Uh, and uh, and then also I was a rapper uh, in Strange Fruit Project as well. Right. Yeah. So I was a producer rapper, but uh, but yeah, I started rapping before before I even started producing. When did you start producing exactly? So I started producing. I would say it was uh, it was definitely after high school. Um, in high school, I didn't even know what a music producer was. Mm. It wasn't to, it wasn't until after I graduated. And uh, I uh, relinked with my cousin, who is Myth, in Strange Fruit Project, and also this DJ that we had in my senior year. His name was DJ Rob K. Um, that's when they they started to like um, introduce a lot of hip hop, Red Man, Wu Tang, all these different groups. They started to introduce me to these people and uh, to they to their music. I mean. And uh, that's when I caught the bug, and it, so so I, I caught the as far as producing, I caught that bug probably right out of high school, like as soon as I graduated. Nice, nice. So around that time, you know, I was looking at your discography, and I see you know Strange Fruit Project, and that kind of blows my mind. You talking about that because I was a fan of them, you know, uh, back in the day, and I had no idea that you had that connection. Oh wow, that's dope. Or even even produce for them. Even like an artist like a Braille, you know, I was my background yeah. is, is Christian hip hop. That's how I kind of kind of started doing dope. doing music. And Braille was one of those artists that I was really into. Very very underrated and very very dope. Oh yeah, yeah very yeah. And y'all did a Braille is, Braille is that dude. Yeah, and y'all did a project. I don't know how I missed this project, Cloud Nineteen. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it, but I was playing it today and preparing. And there's some bangers on there, you know. So, I appreciate it, man. So appreciate it. That 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 was a. Uh, 
that was that was a good time, man. Like that was um, like I say after the Strange Fruit stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, after the the initial releases of the Strange Fruit project, that kind of led me to working with other people, just brought by them being fans of the group and fans of my production. Gotcha. Uh, so so Braille was one of them. That was, you know, we we hooked up online and we was fans of each other's work, and uh, we just started. Uh, talking about doing a project together and then it came to that point where it's like okay yeah let's do a project together and and what was good about that project is like once we did it and we put it out you know it was it was a really strong purpose behind that that project and uh yeah. and we 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 hit the road um we we hit the road real chitlin circuit style yeah you know we we were sleeping on people's couches and we was you know, um, sleeping in the van and, and doing these things, but we were traveling all over the U.S., going to homeless shelters and going to prisons and going to wow. uh, um, churches, and we were performing these songs and speaking to these people. So it was so um, it, it was so inspiring. It, it was great to inspire and, and help people, but but also. You know, as as a as an artist and as a person, it was so uplifting to us as well to be able to do that, right? And and you know, and possibly change some people's lives and give them a word of encouragement and and like I say, inspire and motivate them. And that was it was it was such a great feeling. Yeah, you were planting seeds, man. Really, yeah, Plant, planting oh, yeah. seeds for your, for your future. <laughs> and I had this question later in the interview, but I might as well just jump and ask it now. You know, your faith seems to play a big role in. Uh, in your career and in your mindset because i follow you on instagram and i see you you know always encouraging about uh executing and praying and mm-hmm. having faith what role does your faith play in your career oh man that's that's everything that's definitely like my foundation and my purpose uh like i, I really believe like my purpose you know beyond the music and, and everything else is to inspire people and is to motivate and encourage you know, and I'm and I'm all about like, um, I'm all about uh, contributing that positivity and that being that positive influence to people and and, and kids and and adults as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and just make it because you know it it's, it gets hard for everybody. Like life isn't an easy thing, so I feel right. like whether I'm, whether I can bless through my music or bless through saying posting a positive thing or something like. You just never know what effect that may have on somebody's life that needs to hear that at that at that particular moment. Absolutely, that's that's a that's a dope dope story and a testimony. So, uh, I think I read somewhere that um, the, the power record with Kanye West came about because you had a relationship with Rhymefest. Is it, am I correct? If so, that, how did that, how did that happen? How did you hook up with Rhymefest in the first place? Uh, yeah, that that is correct. Uh, so so Rhymefest was another one of those things that kind of came from me just on the uh, being uh, on the underground scene. Uh, and I met Rhymefest through my homie Fonte of Little Brother. Nice. Um, you know, I, I was working with Little Brother, and uh, and he linked me with Rhymefest. Rhymefest was needing like some more production to finish his album, so Fonte linked us. Um, I sent I sent Rhymefest some production over, and he loved it. Um, and it was a situation to where um, it was a situation to where he was at the end of his budget for his project, but uh, he wanted he wanted four beats from me, but he could only afford to buy two. Okay. 
So I was like, man, just pay me for those two beats and I'll give you these other two beats. So I did that, not thinking anything of it. And down the line, um, he was in the, he happened to be in the studio with Kanye and he hit me and he was like, yo, I'm in the studio with Kanye. If you got anything, send it over. And if I yeah. get the opportunity, I'll try to play him some stuff. So, wow. so I, 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 I sent him some stuff and uh, didn't hear from him for a few weeks. But when I did hear from him, it was through a text that basically said Kanye is loving your stuff. Wow. He said he's about to change your life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to ask about that, you know, because one of the things that's really dope about that particular record would be mm -hmm. it was a, a phenomenal record as far as the album was concerned. But what I always notice is it's being licensed like crazy. Like, Man, it is. So how does that feel? Like, how does that uh, you know, kind of tie into everything because now not only is your music doing more than just reaching like hip hop fans and people who are into like this type of music, but you know, we could be watching a blockbuster movie, then all of a sudden your music is there again. So, like, what what is that doing, you know, in your life and how does that feel? Oh man, it feels great. Like just to just to make timeless music that will forever live on, and uh, I, I really think power will be one of those timeless pieces. I mean, and we did that back in 2009. This is 2007, so that time, so that's almost eight years. Woo. And, we, and we're still still hearing that today as if it was, if it just released last year or year before last. Right. Um, so yeah, it feels great, man. It feels great. That's always the goal, is, is to create something with some type of substance to it so that maybe it will live on past uh, past uh, past us in our present, uh, you yeah. know, live on past us in our presence on earth. Yeah, I think it will. I think a lot of your your production has that has that um potential to just go well, well, well beyond uh, years. So, how did things change for you after that placement, after that uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy album uh, came out? Because you were already a working producer, but obviously things were a little bit different. So, how did things change when that happened? Uh, man, it was it was a great change for for me and my family. Uh, uh, of course, like when you do something for a major artist like Kanye, it just puts more light on you and what you do. Uh, so that's kind of what Power did. Uh, it just kind of highlighted, yo, know, this producer S1, and 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 just showcased my work on a on a bigger platform. You Absolutely. Know, uh, so in that sense. Uh, I, I, it put me in position to work with uh, other great people, other great artists, yeah. and um, and also just to be able to put me, bring me into other great situations. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that. That's how it changed everything for me. Yeah. Um, it just, it, yeah, it just put me in a whole different different platform and introduced me to uh, another another tier of individuals. Right. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think it's everyone's dream to produce for Beyonce. Like she's like the biggest, arguably the biggest artist in the world. And you, you know, you not only produce for her, but you produce one of her big records, Best Thing I Never Had. How mm -hmm. was that process? Oh, it was great, man. Like that was always a dream of mine too. You know, um, actually maybe five years prior to me working with her, like that was a dream of mine. And, and uh, I remember remixing one of her joint single ladies 
me, me and my uh, me and my guy Caleb Sean, we we remixed it and kind of put it out, and and the response was really good. Um, but that was kind of our way of being able to produce for Beyonce back at the time. Okay, you know, so fast forward uh, five years later from that, and to be in the studio with her and, and working on these records was a crazy, and, and also being able to play that remix for her in the studio and her love it and say uh, I want uh, I want to write to this beat I love the beat let's strip the song down and write to the beat like that I was crazy because nice. it was like everything was full circle um, and it was just confirmation of speaking things into existence and, and having vision and, and having dreams and working towards that because uh, it, can, it can come true man it's, it's very very inspirational um, speaking of that, you know, t- talking about having dreams and visions, I'm sure like during this process, you faced some times where it got uh, pretty difficult. Um, what was one of those challenging times where you thought you, you know, it could have been 50 50 whether you made it or not, but you persevered? Talk about, you know, one of those times and, and what you did to make it through. Um, I mean, I, I would just, I, I get, well, there's a lot of specifics, um, but I would say like prior to, I'll just say prior to the Kanye record, mm-hmm. um, it was it was always um, situations of okay, you know, just just having that desire, wanting to get to the next level and produce for these artists, but mm-hmm. uh, coming into situations where uh, there would be a possibility, but then having a rug pulled out from you. For instance, right. I remember I remember uh, working with Erica Badu and. Uh, she did a song. We did a song together, and it was supposed to have been on uh, uh, what's the album? Uh, oh, what's the album? It was the part one where okay. she had the parts. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, okay. I think it was the one. Was the one where she uh, had the controversial was, uh, video, I believe. Dang, dang. Well, well. Anyway, it was supposed to have been on that album and uh, New America. Okay. New America Part One. Yeah. So it was it was a song supposed to be on the album and like two weeks before, you know, she hit me and she was like, uh, she was apologizing and said the song had been pulled, it wasn't gonna be on the album. And it was after I had did all the paperwork with uh, with, uh, with Universal and, yeah. and I mean with Motown, Universal Motown. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was excited. Like this was my first, you know, my first release. Yeah. gonna be my first major placement and that fell through so that was disappointing and then I had situations like with uh, with Music Soul Child where he, he had recorded to a joint so I was like yo this, this is gonna be the first joint so you know just the excitement and preparation uh, to get there and have that moment and then that moment not happen like I've had that uh, uh, that's a, tough a, a, more than a few times <laughs> that's tough yeah so I would say just moments like that Got you. Um, yeah, yeah, but but I don't regret those moments because it prepared me and it it let me know that nothing's guaranteed in anything we do. Right. Like even now, even now, like you know, just just the way I look at things, I don't get too excited about things until it actually happens or it actually goes down. You know, and I think those moments, those early moments, prepped me for, to think how I think now. Nice, nice. That's pretty yeah. crazy. That's that's pretty pretty interesting. And the reason why I wanted to ask that was because I was thinking about 
not to backtrack too much your story about uh the power record you know how you mm-hmm. how you did that solid for rhyme fest right but you know in, in this industry it's like we try to talk about balancing out not uh not um hello Yo, yo. Yeah, sorry about that. We had a a, oh, okay. no a a bad connection. But what I was getting at was that uh, when you did that solid for Rhyme Fest, you know, in the industry we talk about not being taken advantage of, right? There are certain times when you when you want to do things, you know, uh, in terms of like uh, favors, but other times when you shouldn't. So how do you, you know, do you follow your gut? Like, what advice would you give to up and coming producers who may be in similar situations where? Well, we, we always talk about, you know, pay the producer, treat producers fair. But sometimes you got to kind of bend sometimes. So, like, you know, how, how do you balance that? Absolutely, man. I, I feel like everything is a case-by-case scenario. Um, with with the situation with Ron Fest, it just felt right to do that. Okay. Um, so I think it's just one of those things where, um, you know, um, with, with me, like, I... I pray over situations like that and it's like okay what should I do and, and I and I think just God put on my heart that this is what you should do because in turn that led to right. him introducing Kanye and he actually told me and this was like way after the power situation situation went down and uh, Ron Fest told me he was like you know what he was like no producer has ever looked out for me so since you blessed me in that situation I felt like I, I needed to bless you so, uh, so that's why he introduced out of any producer that he was working with or whatever, he presented my music to Kanye, you know? So, um, so it goes back to in that moment, I had a choice to make and that choice. I decided to, to give him those two tracks and it turned into, to, uh, everything after that. Well, you know? um, that, that's really dope, man. As, as a, as a producer, man, you know, I, I follow your, I follow everything that you do. I follow the way you uh, conduct business. I follow uh, some of the ideas that you have as far as like uh, how you how you've kind of uh, made more out of the producer business than just you know selling records. I know you got like a, a drum kits and you got all mm-hmm. these other different things, man. Yeah, and I just think that like uh, I just think it's really clever, man, that you're you're so forward thinking when it comes to all of these types of things, man. What? What is kind of pushing you in that direction? Like, what's making you, uh, you know, want to give so much of that to the community? And, and you know, because it's obviously in your world, it's bigger than just making music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it all goes back to uh, what I originally said about just my purpose of wanting to inspire and, mm, right. and encourage and, and build. Sweet. You know, so so that's that's another way that, uh, that I'm able to do that is through giving being of service right you know so um so yeah i I think that's that's the main influence behind you know releasing kits and sounds and and all the other things that i try to provide and and present to uh to the producer community all right so all right so can we talk a little bit about your son man because you have a a producer in your family right yeah yeah Yeah. what's up with that because i i I hear i hear good things about him in the streets man and you know uh obviously he's on the come up so could could you build on that a little bit yeah so uh so my son vaughn he goes by vaughn beats he's uh 
he's an amazing producer. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, when growing up, you know, ever since about two years old, he was always in the studio with me or in, in a session, just being around. So he picked it up really easy, and he started producing at the age of nine. Mm. Um, he won his first beat battle against adults at the age of eleven. Wow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he got it. He got his first major placement at twelve with uh, Talib. Wow! And, and and then after that, he's produced for Lecrae and Lupe and and um, and other people. You know, right. so need to get him on so, a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty crazy. Like, and he understands that he gets, you know, uh, he gets it. Yeah, you know, he gets it even even beyond the creative side. Well, that that understand. must that must really feel good, at, you know, as a father, you know, to be able to encourage your children, man, and and be such a great leader in this, man, to see that uh that that flourish man and see that come to you know come to pass um yeah man so uh, do you do you participate in like any you know coaching of him or, or like uh you know just kind of leading him now that he's a little older or are you just kind of letting him figure it out and just kind of being there to say that's cool or that ain't yeah that that's exactly right like like now it's at a point like he moved to uh la mm. uh, he moved to la last year Okay. So and he's out there making some incredible moves. He's going to school out there, but he's he he goes to school during the day and then he works at night in studios with Dope. different artists and, and producers and people. Dope. Uh but he's out there just making some incredible moves and and uh e- even even coming up, you know, uh I would show him a little bit, but then I would allow him to figure things out. Yeah. Until he needed to ask me for something because I wanted him to develop Yes. his own way of thinking right, and his right. own coaches yeah and his own process uh so even now like like he he figures it out like he very seldom asks me for, for certain things you know but but at the same time sometimes he'll come for advice on certain things right well you know, i i you know how does this work or whatever you know so uh so yeah well, I think that's admirable, man. And, you know, not to put everything out, I guess, but, you know, I just want to also point out, man, that something that you do that I think is amazing is uh, your your wife is also involved in your business, which um, is, is really dope because I'm in the same position. My, my wife actually manages me and, and moves my, 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 uh, my business forward, man. And oh, I, that's dope. Yeah, and I think it's dope to see that you as a father, man, you have your family involved in your career, which I think is, uh, you know, probably most important to the success of it. But uh, if you absolutely, were, yeah. So, so could you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I just just what you said. Like, I, I wouldn't be at this point without, you know, uh, like my wife uh, being there to assist and, and uh, you know do everything she does because she does a lot. Like yeah. people, a lot of people don't realize a lot she does. She she doesn't manage me, but in a sense she does right. because she still handles and she she communicates with my management and she handles a lot of uh, admin stuff and my scheduling, mm. making sure I'm on point with this or presenting ideas. She runs my S1 Kids company. Right. Uh, yeah. So she does a lot, and uh, and I I've always felt like. Uh, I, I've always felt like um, because she was there 
before the big records and and even like before we got married like she was just always supported right and when, and when we got married she she allowed me to still have a dream and a vision and she supported that like she didn't you know so so I always I, I, it's, it's no way I could not have her be part of of something because early on she was a part of something. That's dope, you know? brother. That's really dope. You know? brother. And, yeah. and I feel like in business, uh, in business, you should have people that support your vision or 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 is more passionate about uh, your vision than you are. Mm-hmm. Be a part of that because that's the only way that it's gonna evolve and, and grow and, 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 and you know and, and uh, exceed the, to different levels is everybody that's a part of it have to be passionate about pushing it forward and um, and she's definitely one of those individuals that that is concerned and wants to see uh, me grow as a producer and wants to see our businesses grow and 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 she wants to grow you know so so she's a big part of, of everything elevating shout out to y'all on that man that's that's amazing man and i I think that that's admirable right there brother appreciate that man so man uh what's next for s1 man what's going on uh man a lot man so uh so recently like i i have like three three recent releases i have uh on the drake album the more like album nice uh I co-produced a joint called Ice Melts on there featuring Young Thug. Mm. Um, uh, on the congrats on that on, too. I appreciate it. On the on the Mike Will album, I co-produced a joint called uh, Razzle Dazzle that, that that has future on it, a future record. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then I I co-produced uh, Saha the Prince single called New Africa. Nice. Yeah, um, that he just released a few weeks ago as well. So those are my three recent releases, and then uh, just working on a whole bunch of other stuff, man. Uh, uh, some rap stuff, and then mostly like in the pop world, you know, from X Ambassadors and Lord and Lord and, and wow, uh, yeah, big and, things, uh, yeah, yeah, and just some, just some other things, man, and just really trying to really trying to uh, take it to the next level creatively. Well, that's dope, man. Super, super dope. So, uh, on social media, man, where can everybody catch you? Uh, you know, uh, keep up with keep you. up with you. The websites, everything. Just run all that stuff down for us. Okay, okay, cool. So, so my Instagram and Twitter is at symbolic one. That's S Y M B O L Y C O N E. And like I say, that's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, all my kits and and pray focus plan execute merch. You can you can cop that at s1kits.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, go there for all my merch, kits, and sound packs, and things like uh, things of that sort. Uh, and then if you just want inform- more information about me or check my discography or anything like that, you can go to symbolic1.com. Dope, man, amazing, bro. This uh, this was Good amazing, man. And and man, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate y'all for reaching out, bro. And, and I enjoyed it. Bro, it, this this was such an honor, man. Uh, thank you for your time, man, and uh, thank you, just thank you. <laughs> yeah, brother. All right, man. So we'll be in touch, man. Uh, you know, hopefully we can check back with you, man, later on this year or maybe next year to see what's up. I know, I know you got it popping. So uh, we wish you well, man, and uh, you know, blessings. Man, 
Man, sure appreciate it, bro. Y'all have a good one. All right, you, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.